spasms and I'm sure she's still a little more pain so let's continue to remember her and also we want to continue our prayers for brother Ron and sister Vicki and also we have a request for uh, Rick Wells he's got cancer of the bladder and he's having surgery tomorrow he's uh, a friend I think of the family from sister Laura Pastor and also uh, for Ed Connolly her step dad is having some mental physical setbacks and we just ask the Lord will touch him as well. The Lord is mindful of each of these requests and he's mindful of you tonight. So if you have something on your heart, make it known by an uplifted hand. God sees what it is and he knows what we have need of. chaotic lives, Lord, and sicknesses approach in, Lord, and temptations, and the enemy creeps amongst us, Lord. But, Lord, have you to lay our head on, to put our trust in, and to hold our faith in, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, we're so appreciative, Lord. Lord, tonight we see these needs that we've laid before you, Lord, and many on your people's hearts, Lord, and 
Lord, and on their high hearts and their minds, Lord, desiring that you would move in their family, move in their loved ones. Lord, you asked, Lord Jesus, that we would ask and we should have. Lord, we ask in placing these needs before you, Lord. Not just to be doing it, Lord, but to believe and to see an outcome. To see you move on the scene, Lord. To see you take control of situations, Lord. To see you gather us, Lord, and bring us in unity around your word, Lord. Lord, we ask you to do just that tonight, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to be with Brother Mark, Lord, and bless this song service. The musicians, Lord, let us, the people, Lord, respond to the music. Respond to the words of the songs. Lift our hearts and praise your holy name. Touch our pastor, Brother Joseph, Lord. Lord, as he would come, Lord, rested from the weekend, Lord, that, Lord, he could move into a channel, Lord, that, Lord, he could be right in time, right in tune with you. Lord, that he could speak the word straight to our ears, Lord, that you would want us to hear. Lord, be with us. Lord, bless this service. Take control. In your lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night. Get another recharge to keep pressing on. Amen. Let's sing. Well, I was alone and idle, and I was a sinner too. I heard a voice from heaven. He said, There is work to do. So I took my mask.
trust him the more that i love him there's nothing good for me he'll deny the longer i know him the better i can show him i couldn't stop now if i tried well he gets sweeter as the days go by oh he gets sweeter as the moments fly He gave me, placed his love down deep in my heart. There is great joy in knowing that with him I'm going, never more from him to depart. Oh, it gets sweeter as the days go by. Oh, it gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer. Of life and my 
deserve, but I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm so thankful for his grace tonight. Amen. Let's sing this.
just worship him tonight. Oh, seats and we'll have our ushers to come and receive the evening offering and just give to the Lord. I know he'll bless your efforts tonight. Let's sing it.
Might even have time for two. Just like fire. 
Let's stand together if you would. We invite our pastor tonight to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us. Well, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Yes, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. He's more than just a story. And he age when there's a lot of Jesuses. Didn't what the Bible says that there'll be a rise, a lot of false Christ. False Jesus is everywhere. I'm Jesus. I'm the one. Follow me. Behold, he's in a desert. Behold, he's here. I want to say he's with the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah this evening. So happy to be in the house of the Lord with you. I trust these series of messages on the family is making are making you better people not worse if you're getting worse then you have a controversy with God I trust they're bettering the body of Christ when you leave here you say Lord I'm gonna draw closer to you by the Word of God remember the true bride of Christ anyone with the Holy Spirit will never get offended at the word praise God you want it I know you do 
Appreciate our musicians. Let's go back into our series tonight. A couple of scriptures. Genesis chapter 18. Very profound scripture here. This is a setting right before Sodom and Gomorrah burnt. Before God destroyed that wicked city. We see this was after the antediluvian destruction of the world. We saw that how that man, the sons of God, begin to see the daughters of men that they were fair, took unto them wives, and from there begin to conceive and populate the earth. And coming out of that lineage, as we see it, the Cain lineage. It was not daughters of God that they married, but the daughters of men. And it started a lot of confusion and corruption in the land as we see it. And we come now to Genesis chapter 18, that God came down to Abraham. And I want to I just read this as a, a backdrop for the message again tonight. And the man rose from hence and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them and bring them on the way. And the Lord, I want you to notice that, capital L-O-R-D, Lord, Jesus Christ. Everywhere you see Lord is the Messiah, Lord, Jesus Christ. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed of him, for I know him. I love that. For I know him. God knows how you're going to take the message. He's going to see your reaction to the word. I know him. Oh, I want to have that testimony. God know me tonight. I know him. Watch this. That he will command his children. That word command in the Hebrew is swava, Meaning that he will give order to his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. What a testimony. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. You see, God is taking Abraham now and displaying him before the world itself. And he's saying that Abraham knows the formula. Abraham is a family man. Abraham knows how to bring his household, his family in order. And it makes no difference how old your children are. They're still your babies. They'll always be your offsprings. They will always be your heritage. And this is what he's talking about right here. The heritage of the Lord. The use of the church. The strengths of the future. The order of the body of Christ. And he's speaking of Abraham here. He said, for I know that Abraham will bring order to his family. He knows that he can rely upon Abraham to institute certain values and order and discipline to his family. 
It didn't give an age span whether they were toddlers or if they were out the house or if they were on their own. It says, Abraham, I know him. Hallelujah. I can trust this man with my leadership to bring his family under the token. Isn't that what you want tonight? Bring them under the token. Bring them under the blood. Bring them under the power of the Lord himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's take one more, two more passages. Joshua. Joshua 24. Verses 14. The Israelites now coming to a place crossing over Jericho into the promise that God had given them. And at the death of Moses, Joshua, the leader, praise God, God always have a leader. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not man, it's the Holy Spirit. If you're following man, you're going to fail miserably. If you're following the Holy Spirit, praise God, he'll never fail you. All will fail, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. Now, therefore, verses 14, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers serve on the other side of the flood in Egypt and serve you the Lord. Forget about all the paganism. Forget about the sins of the fathers. Forget about what has been in the past. Forget about all the errors and all the hypocrites and what has happened in the past and look to Jesus Christ. He said, forget about the idolatry of the gods that was on the other side. Listen, this is the brand new day. This is a different day today. God doesn't want us to look behind us, but to look ahead in Jesus' name. And he said, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers serve uh, that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land he dwelt. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God said of Abraham that I know that he will command his children and they will do what is right in the sight of God. Then God moves ahead into Joshua and said, Joshua now is speaking and saying, it makes no difference uh, if we are in Sodom, Laodicea, a sinful, wicked age in whose land we dwell. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He's saying, my family, my household, we are going to come under the order of the Holy Spirit. You believe it? Hebrews chapter 11. I want to shore it up real good, doctor. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved in fear, 
prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he command, condemned rather the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Amen. Noah moved by fear and prepared an ark. Right. He built an ark for his household. Right. You see, his children was not yet in the household. But he prepared a place for his children to come. His offsprings, his heritage, his family. Everything that concerns Noah. Noah says, I'm preparing a place of safety. Because there's coming an uncovering storm of judgment. Hallelujah. I want to say to you tonight, church, brothers and fathers, it's time to build a heart. Prepare thy place for the saving of your generation, of your family. I want to continue on tonight. This is part four in, uh, part five rather, in our family series with the Lord helping us. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we love you so much and we thank you for your amazing grace. We pray that you'll have your way again in this meeting tonight as your servant has come back to be with the body of Christ and to, Lord, feed on the body word of the Son of Man. We pray that you'll have your way in this meeting. Bring us all on their headship to the Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' precious and matchless name, amen and amen. God bless you. you may be seated. All three scriptures tonight that we looked at, House here in the Hebrew origin is by it interpreted as household or family. And we understand that God is giving before us a very clear message tonight. There is no muddled about it. There is no, uh, you don't need to be uh, smart to understand what God is saying tonight. He's ultimately saying that uh, there are people, there are leaders, there are families, there are husbands, there are wives, there are uh, leaders of churches who are rising up to that challenge of this age uh, to have a place, a household, a family where they can present them to Jesus Christ. Now in the message investment, Brother Bram said, God told Noah, I want you to build an ark. It's for the saving of your household. And Noah, obedient to that, he did not cope with their modern scientific thoughts. You know, we are thought that we had a greater civilization than then we have now. It is a greater civilization than what they had in the time of Noah. In a scientific time and age where everything is at a rapid speed. Where sin is at our fingertips. Where corruption and pollution uh, is right there. Just imagine it and it's right at your fingertip. The vilest, most imaginable sin and corruption can be in your view in just a split second. Because science has advanced it to this stage. It has moved so rapidly uh, from the time of Noah. 
But we understand that the setting was a time of great vile corruption and perversion in the age of Noah as we see it. That God now called to Noah and said, Noah, I want you to prepare an ark for the saving of your household. Hallelujah. Church, I want to say in this corrupt world that we live in, there is a people that is rising up in this age that's preparing a place for their household. And they will not be in sync with the laws of Sodom. Are you following me now? Every week I preach, the laws are being passed. The bills are being pushed in the White House. But praise God, he's raising up Holy Ghost preachers in this age. Who is raising the standard high in this dispensation. My, we see it. You see, it did not cope with the modern scientific thoughts. The scientific thoughts of this age and modern civilization and modern family is to just do what you imagine. There's no order. There's no discipline. There is no, uh, there is no uh, standards. There is no order of God. Just do what you want to do. But you see, God's word is to Noah, build an ark and bring your family in that place. Science has one law, and the church, God, has another law. Whose law would you live under? Noah says, that's for me and my house. Hallelujah. God said, Noah, your law is a covenant that I give with you. You see how it is? You see, no, God's principle for Noah and his household did not cope with the scientific thoughts of that day. Because the scientific thoughts of that day was, you know, there's no order to family anymore. Once you reach a certain age, you can do what you want to. That's the way the world thinks. That's not the way God thinks. Because the same law it is for, for accountability for a child is the same law it is for every child of God. Not when I reach 18 that I can do what I want to. Now God's law is for every man to be under the headship of the Holy Spirit. Don't cross up God's law in the church. When I'm 18, I'm 19, I can do what I want to. That's not God's law. God's law is young, old, mother, father, sibling, toddler, grandmother, grandfather, come into the ark. You believe it? Hallelujah. There's no diversity with God's law. God's law remains the same for every one of us. If you can do it, not because of your age, amen, but because you're under a covenant with Almighty God. He goes on, he says, and although the rest of the religious world in that day uh, thought the old man was crazy. And it certainly didn't meet the scientific order of that day, but it did God's. Hey, your order may not mean the order of the world, but it means God's. And we can cross up the world, the order of the world with the order of God's church. God's order is divine and clear. You believe it? Hallelujah. May God grant us grace this evening. I love what he said, although the rest of the religious world. Let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me rudely awake you tonight. Just because you're a Christian and you know other Christians don't mean they're going to have the same views as you do. 
But you got to make sure your views and your order is not scientific. That is God's order. You take two people from two different churches under two different ministries and they have different views. And I'm fine with that as long as the views matches up with God's views. This is the order. This is the absolutes. This is God's standards. This is God's ultimates. You believe it? And he said, although the rest of the religious world in that they thought the old man was crazy. You know, there's people from other churches and other Christians that are going to think you are crazy. That you are crazy for wanting to bring your family in order and to bring them in discipline. They're going to try to tell you that's Armenianism. Come on now. They're going to try to tell you that's too much for the church. God's word is never too much for us. If it brings us into a rapture condition, then so be it. What did God say in Genesis uh, chapter 18 and verses 16? Uh, it goes down there to uh, verses 19. He said, for I know Abraham that he will command uh, his children. Hallelujah. And they will serve the Lord and live in righteousness. And I will bring him to the promise. For you to get to the promise, your household has to be in, in, in order. You believe it? Well, God promised me this and God promised me that. And God said this and God said that. You've got to come in commandments with what God has said. Praise God. Don't make no difference if you say amen or not tonight. I'm sitting there preach. I'm going to tell you the truth anyhow. And I'll come back just as hot and heavy to lay it on in the name of Jesus. You believe it? I give you a break on Sunday. But I hope Canaan didn't give you a break. Amen. But I'm picking up now where I left off. Because I believe there's a people that's going in the rapture. You believe it? God saw that Abraham's family, his household, was under the leadership of the Lord. Before he bring to pass the thing that he promised him. Oh God, help us. Hallelujah. It is so quick that we throw off on God. Well, God this and God that and God the other and God this. What about you? Amen. Have you stuck with the commandments of God? I know that what I've commanded that Abraham will teach to his children. Uh, you live in a time where you're making fun. People listening to these sermons, I tell you, they're making little of it. Because, uh, you know, we don't preach like that anymore. All we preach on is predestination. An election. And you're going to make it. Well, I got news for you. You're not predestinated to sin. You're not predestinated to, to sink with the laws of the land. Your laws are higher than the land's. You believe it. You see, the make-believers, scoffers and skeptics are going to belittle your obedience to God. They're going to tell you it's too much. My, you got to all crank up there for a pastor. Like Noah, he's preached 120 years. I've only preached five sermons. I still got 115 to go. I hope you can handle it. You see, the make-believers and the scoffers and the skeptics are going to belittle your obedience to God. They're going to play off like it's too hard. It's too much. 
It's man's law. It's man's precept. It's man's dictatorship. Well, show me where it is. Come on, church. Last several weeks, I've been pointing you to the word, not to me. You believe it? I believe that God is asking fathers and mothers to build an ark for your household. You believe that? Young or old, under your roof or not under your roof, you are building an ark for your family. Because there's coming a judgment. You believe it? There's coming a judgment. Prepare your house as a place of safety against the oncoming storm of judgments. They're going to strike the land, friends. They're already, every so often, we see them just kind of dip down and everybody pray, 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 praise the Lord. They rush to the church and they have prayer meeting and the church gets filled up for one week, then emptied out the next week. But brother, there's coming one judgment, Hallelujah. It ain't going to be just a little dip into our society and exit out. It's going to remain. And only the righteous is going to stand. Only those that are under God's leadership is going to stand it. You believe it? You see judgment against immorality and perversion of a godless society. That even God said in the time of Noah in Genesis 6. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This is how bad it's getting. If we haven't arrived, I'm sorry to give you a rude awakening. We are headed in that direction. That the wickedness of man's heart in the earth is just, is just growing. And their imagination and thoughts are evil continually. Think about it. That even trickle down to the little toddlers. That they can take a gun out in a school setting and shoot the teacher. A little kindergarten. What is it? The imagination and wickedness of the earth has increased without restraint. Oh, church, I say, run into the ark. Run into the ark of safety. It's only just a little, little foretaste of what is coming in this world. You open the Fox News or whichever one you want to listen to. Amen. The headline is all about violence. And what's taking place and, and police being shot and this one being ravished and, and this one being killed and, and they're shooting one another. Satan will have no respect for his own. He'll destroy his own. But it's, uh, it's, it's that the atmosphere of the entire world is geared that way. But praise God we know the truth. Praise God we know the truth. And God is raising up a people in this age that will not bow down to the ways of this world. God even said that he'll bring judgment against immorality and perversion of a godless society today. They don't want to hear anything about God. They talk about God, but it's not Jesus Christ. It's another God. That's why Joshua said it. He said, put away the gods your father served on the other side of the flood. You see, they were talking about God, but it wasn't Jehovah God. 
We got the religious people of this age. They're talking about God. But it can't be the Lord Jesus Christ. Because his ways are different than the world. I love this. Praise God. God saw the wickedness of man that was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Only evil continually. The world is pushing it. It's the agenda of the world. They're racing towards a, a total suicide. The entire world is not in a state of insanity. They're past that. They're neurotics. They're neurotics. That will tell you that they don't know what gender they are. You've got to be neurotic to not know that. To not know what side of the fence they belong. You've got to be totally insane to not know that. You tell me, brother, if the imagination and wickedness of the age has not increased. What a setting that we have uh, before us tonight. We left off a few weeks back where mothers also have a role to raise our family in a healthy and safe environment. And, and, and wherever, whatever environment that you're in, that's what you are. The environment, the setting, the atmosphere that creates is only pulling out of you what is inside of you. The place you go, the songs you listen the podcast you listen to, the thoughts upon your minds, the environment makes you what you are tonight. You understand that if our environment has a lot to do with family values, character, and integrity, there's some places you will never take your family. And there's some places your family will never go. You know why? Because the environment makes the difference. Yes, right. Because something was instilled in uh, that uh, person to not be in a certain environment. Yes, right. You believe it? Yes, environment has a lot to do with it. Yes. It does. Uh, family, it, it promotes family value and Character and integrity to which the world knows little about today. They care nothing about values and integrity and character. It's only who they can kill and how good they can look. It's an age of self. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Lovers of themselves. Have you ever seen an age of such where people are so in love with themselves? They'll marry their own selves. But better I say this, uh, that God wants you to be in love with one person. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Listen to the message. Influence of another. Or your family is what you are. You raise your children in a certain environment. It's got 98% better chance to do to go right than it has if you bring it up in the wrong way. Mothers are to be 
a, a, a role model to their family. You believe that? I know many uh, mothers that didn't even have a husband that will raise their family to serve God. I don't want to hear this excuse. Well, I don't have a husband or I don't have God as your husband. Frankly, some, some single parents do a better job than some married couples raising their families. Mothers are not to be in public places by choice. Public workplaces by choice. Only if necessary. You see, today the age is, is, is designed, is geared, is wired to uh, keep our nose to the grind. We got to have better things, better cars, better scientific uh, 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 gadgets, everything. We have to keep up with it. And if we don't, and we are, we are, in, a, we are in, a, in, in a past. They've made it now where we're all connected into a global net. That you can't do anything unless you're connected to it. They control our lives. They know where you're at. They can ping your phone and tell you exactly where you've been. Hallelujah. You understand where I'm going with this tonight? I say we need the blood of Jesus Christ. We need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover us. We need Jesus Christ to come down and intercede in our life and intervene for not just us and our mental health, but also for our families. But I want you to understand that mothers are not to be in in public uh, workplace by choice, only if it's necessary. But how can we escape such a world? We're just to live in it. No wonder our Abraham went outside of Sodom. He said, you can have this big uh, conglomeration of madness. I'm going and stay under my oak tree with God. I'm going to stay with God. I'm going to live for God. I'm only going to see Sodom, but I'm not a part of Sodom. Are you following me tonight? You must prioritize uh, your family. I want you to listen to me. If both parents are working with the objective to keep up with the latest things, with the pursuit of having more, then nothing will ever be enough. Listen, nothing will ever be enough. If the school system is teaching them evolution and against God, then find a good Christian school and enroll them in it. Well, I can't afford that. You can afford a new iPhone every year. 14 and the 15 and the 16s. And they started off with what? Two and three and four. Who ever imagined a phone would cost $1,600? Whatever happened to the flip phones? Come on, church. But the world has got a noose around our necks. They're going to hang us if we're not careful. You say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. You do what you want to do. You want to go on a vacation, you pull out the the Visa card and you swipe it. That's that's $6,000 flat out. You say, oh, I just vacated in the United States. That's worse. It costs more money to vacate in the U.S. than it does overseas. Don't kid me, I know. That's a whole year's tuition right there. Come on. 
I don't want to hear all this. I can't afford it. You can afford what you want to afford. You can afford what you want to afford. I know practically single women in this church who determine their minds, you know what? My daughter, my son, they're going to be in a good Christian school that will teach them uh, Bible curriculums. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It rejoiced my heart to hear my little grandchildren come home and sing about Jesus. And quote the Bible to me. And tell me that there is a devil. There is a Satan. And there is a Jesus. And Satan is wicked. And God is righteous. Out of the mouths of toddlers. So don't kid me about you can't afford it. The world is getting corrupt. When the school, the Christian schools change their curriculums, then you need to change schools and homeschool them. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm already doing that. I'm homeschooling. Amen. You better teach them the right things. You better make sure when you're homeschooling, they're not off in another room an iPad or, or some, uh, uh, some iPhone or, uh, or, or Samsung phone, whatever you have, doing other things but schoolwork. Amen. You understand that God has an order and a pattern and a model for everything. Look, some of you are going to get hurt feelings, but I'm going to tell you the truth anyhow. You realize that? Why do you think that from a child, God allows them to go to kindergarten? He ordained that way of a system, a model, a principle, an order. Because it's teaching them to be accountable. Then they go to kindergarten, then they go to grade one, they go to grade two. And their environments with other people learning how to socially interact with the world that they live in. It teaches them to get up at a certain time, (coughs) pardon me, and to be on time and to keep a schedule. It teaches them that they get off a certain time for lunch and breaks and they get home at certain times and they have homeworks. It teaches them when they get out in the world, it prepares them to be men and women that will face the challenge of this age. You homeschooling kids and they're sleeping in till 12 o'clock and they do two hours of work on the computer and you call that school. I say, brother, something is bad wrong with the system. You need a principle. You need an order. You need to wake up and smell the coffee. It's brewing right now. It's hot in here. I'm going to tell you the truth tonight. Don't play around with your children's future. You have the power to shape their destiny tonight. You believe it? You see the pursuit of having more. That's, the, that's just the, the spirit of the age. We, 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 we tend to have more that we really need. And we put the emphasis on, on things that are necessary, that are non-essential to God. And God is ultimately saying, we need some order. We need some discipline. We need some plans. We need to sit down and have a structured family, not dysfunctional. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you are mad as me as hell tonight, but that's all right. I'm going to tell you the truth anyhow. Amen. Because God wants you to understand that there's order in the church. There's order in your families. 
And when these things are out of cater, it produces children that are delinquents. Come on now. I'm going to say it while I'm at it. Amen. You, you realize that's why even the world today, in the world of dating, even the world is caught on about uh, personality compatibilities and family compatibilities. You know why they do that? They try to sync the right people with the right ones uh, so that they can have uh, a life together. Because whoever it is that you marry, you've got to be compatible with them in morals, in faith. In values, in integrity. Are you with me? In character. You believe it? Praise God. Praise God. It's quiet in here, but praise God. You have to make sure that it sinks together. This is why Brother Branham says if a boy marries the wrong a girl, or the girl married the wrong boy. And they're not compatible. They're not. Or they don't have the Holy Ghost. He will go her way or she will go his way. And that way has to be Jesus Christ. You understand? We need to apply uh, physical compatibility to spiritual compatibility. It's a dangerous thing when you're not in sync with each other. It's a dangerous thing when two families in the same church, two or three families share two or three different views. It makes for terrible, terrible wrecks in the lives of people. You believe that? Praise the Lord. Well, we believe the message. Don't trust that. I believe the message thing. You better dig deep. Come on now. You believe it? Well, I believe the message. Brother, I believe the message, but I believe that people also have to understand that we must share the values that God wants us to share. We have to make sure that we're not pursuing, trying to pursue so many things that will take the place of our true priorities as leaders. As grandfathers, as fathers, as mothers, as young people. Listen, friends, I feel a greater responsibility upon my life now that I have grandchildren that I even had when I had children. As his little eyes are looking at you. They're watching every move you make. They're seeing, they're looking at you. Brother, I tell you, they're hungry to see something real. We as mature people in this age, we have to understand that our families, whether young or old, are watching our lives. Not that we are single or we're by ourselves or, or, or we don't have our family with us anymore. It doesn't change who we are. It makes us raise the bar even higher. You understand what I'm saying? But we understand that both parents must have the same objectives uh, to have uh, more of Jesus Christ and less of this world. As I quoted uh, a couple weeks back, you see, 
If we're not careful, we keep wanting more and more and more. And nothing will ever be enough. And I read what the Greek philosopher says. Nothing is enough for the man whom enough is too little. We have to understand that, uh, that enough has to be God. Because Satan is so deceptive. He's so cunning. He'll trip you up in a minute. As people, as Christians, as a pastor, I constantly have to come before God and expose everything. The Lord exposed everything on my life. Just like the Israelites had to be circumcised. They had to expose everything that is sacred about them and everything that is private. I believe that God is calling for people in this church to come before him and say, God, I want you to expose everything that's private and everything that's secret and everything I want to be open before you. See, materialism are good, but never at cost of family, values, virtues, character, and integrity. At home, mother's the foundation of the family. She has the power to charter a child's destiny in life. You know that? You keep telling your child he's dumb and he's stupid. That's exactly what he's going to end up in life. You keep telling that one daughter how idiotic she is. And and you begin to build that into our our, our complexity. She's going to end up one day committing suicide. It's what you put into it. Yes, she has the power. I like what Brother Branham said. He's speaking about Abraham Lincoln. You know all this. The influence of another. If there's anything I want to give praise. He said, or my life was influenced by. Was a godly mother who taught me. We're teachers. We don't stop being teachers. We are teachers until we leave this earth. Somebody has to teach us. Somebody older than I is still teaching me. All my friends are men that are, that are more than 20 years of my life. And why? Because I see some gray hair. Amen. And I know that there's something they can tell me that is different. It's not the young little whippersnapper that I desire to be around. It's the old age men who have had some hard knocks in life. That can tell me, Brother Joseph, I want to give you a bit of advice. And I want to be open. And I want to be willing. I don't want to be a know-it-all. I want to be pliable. This is why God told Noah to build the ark out of gopher wood. You know why? Because gopher wood is pliable. Praise God. It can be carved out. I pray that God is able tonight to carve out our minds and our spirits. And rid us of the know-it-all attitudes. Come on. God bring us to that place tonight. Hallelujah. I love that. He said my life was influenced by a godly mother who taught me. How many of you today don't raise your hands. If you had a godly mother. You would have probably been able to bypass some heartaches. And some troubles. And some baggages. That you still have to deal with in this life. 
Listen, if you got baggages, I'm sorry to pop your balloons. You're going to always have baggages. God's going to forgive you of them, but they're going to always be that cart that goes behind you to remind you where God has brought you from. God forgive you. That's the hereafter. You're clear to enter into the promised land. But I'll tell you, that's when you leave this veil of flesh. But as long as you're in this life, you're going to carry those baggages. And some of us would probably have avoided those baggages if we had godly parents or godly pastors telling us the truth. Come on, church. We're victim of circumstances. Some of you probably would have served God at a younger age if you had godly parents. My God, help us tonight. Many of us, even in a message, would probably be better people with better understanding of life if we had godly pastors that will instruct us in the ways of God. Rather than pushing their agendas of their revelations and their private interpretations. In the Easter sale of 1961, there's a little treasure that God has given you the responsibility of raising. You realize that little, tre- little treasure will always be your treasure? Always be your treasure. I don't care if it's a diaper or if it's, uh, if it's in an overhaul or if it's got gray hair. It's your treasure. It's your treasure. There'll always be mama's baby. I don't care what age they are. They're little treasures that God has given you the responsibility of raising. And you young people, youths, you got to learn to sit at the feet of wisdom. Sit at the feet of your fathers and mothers. Oh, and they make mistake. If they're repented, then they still got more wisdom than you have. You understand that? You still have to go and sit at their feet and say, you're still mama, and I'm still a child here. You've been down some roads that I have not yet went down. And I'm sure you've got a few things to tell me. And may God help us tonight. These some little treasures God has given you. Responsibility of raising. I've always said and made the kind of saying to mothers. And we know written of the four gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But there is a fifth gospel unwritten. That's mother. You can read the rest of the quotes. There are, there, 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 there are mothers. They're preachers. Don't stop preaching. Don't stop preaching. Oh, you're just too hard. Keep preaching. You can never tell the truth enough. Keep, oh, you got to use wisdom. That's scientific approach. Keep preaching the words. You believe it. She's a preacher. You believe it, friends. Yes, she's a preacher. She should never stop preaching. Praise God. You know, you know, children like to bring up your, your, your past. Well, you did this. When you were little, you did this. Aren't you glad that I'm telling you not to do it? And you don't have to go through the heartaches that I'm going through? Come on, church. Well, well, you did it, so you want to do it too. That's not even sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not even common sense. Come on, church. That's the crazy thing about the world. They have no sense. Listen, in a message talking ninety six to three, the prophet said they're trampling your feet. You're, you're uh, trampling your feet now, but on your heart later. Can you say, man? Amen. 
Can you say amen? Amen. I don't care who they are. They still hurt your heart. Praise God. As loving as mine are, as loving as yours are, they're going to hurt your heart. They're going to step on your heart. Praise the Lord. But I don't believe they'll be so when we, but I believe, I don't believe I'll be so when we dedicate them to the Lord, we have a responsibility here to God place this on your hands and he made a preacher out of you. Come on, sisters. He made a preacher out of you. Don't stop preaching. Praise God. Why have you stopped preaching? Who told you to stop preaching? I ordained you to preach on this church. Praise God. The woman shall keep silence at, in the church, but not at home. Our fathers tell me all the time, man, they're just too hard. They're just too hard. They're, they come down too hard. The word of God is never too hard. I thank God for hard preaching because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for hard preaching. I'm glad, I'm glad there was some Holy Ghost preacher that get up and hung us over hell. Praise God. Put the fear of God in us. Come on, church. That's the problem in the church. Amen. Too many are not hanging over hell enough. Hell is hot. It ain't a joke, friends. It's hot. He said he made a preacher out of you. I always said about a woman preacher, you know. But every woman is a preacher. Here's our congregation to raise these little, uh, these, uh, little fellow right while dad's working. You got a responsibility. We have to be a voice. Ultimately is what I'm saying. You have to be a voice against what is wrong. The Bible said to speak the truth in love. You can't be afraid to speak the truth. What if I tell the truth? They're not going to love me. That's a lie. They'll always love you for telling the truth. You believe that? No child in a private interview will tell you that they like when their mom lies to them. They'll tell you privately, I love it when my mom told me, told me the truth. Actually, I really enjoyed it when I got that spanking. You know why? Because it tells me that uh, my mom loves me. Amen. Only brats, only brats will hate their parents. Right. Only brats will want to do something different uh, than what parents is trying to teach. And the church is trying to teach. Right. Hello, church. Yeah. We got too many brats in the church. Yeah. May God give us grace to lay the word of God down. Amen. You believe it? Well, that's just not my nature. You better get that nature then. That's just not my nature to be strong. You better get a nature or else they're going to get the nature of the world. Come on, church. You better ask God to change your nature. Praise the Lord. God help us, he said, uh, to raise this little fella right where while dad is working, you've got a responsibility. I said we need to have more preaching mothers. Don't stop preaching to them about truths and telling them what is truth. Well, I don't want to hear it. Well, listen, they're hearing a lot from the world, a lot worse off than you're telling them. Come on, church. Do I don't want to hear what you got to say because the world has filled their ears with a bunch of lies and deception and corruption. Reprobate minds are doing it. You stop preaching, 
the world is going to preach their agenda and their laws and their modern scientific way of family to your families. Yes, we need more preaching mothers. Taking it to another level, we need more parents that are willing to intercede on behalf of their family. Amen. Who are willing to intercede on behalf of their families. God, I, I don't have an answer. Parents don't always have the answer. But they know one that does. When you run out of solution, God is the solution. When you run out of, of, the, of the questions, the answer to their question. God holds the, the answer to it. You believe it? God holds that tonight. May God help us. Hearing the story concerning Brother Billy Paul, you know the story. Well, I, I, I'm not going to read all of it. Well, let me just read it. He said a dose of medicine almost killed my boy. Billy Paul, about three years ago, Billy Paul got into a habit not running around here. And that's the reason I had to send him a, a, which a machine of the, to the school, our school, public school, with a bunch of little boys and things, all smoking cigarettes and things. And Billy came up home one day and said, how are you getting along, Daddy? I, I seen a vision popped over him. And I said, come here a minute. Uh, talk to you. He said, what is it, Daddy? I said, uh, what are you uh, doing smoking cigarettes? He said, I'm not. I said, don't you lie to me, Billy. You know, you're going to have to tell your children that sometimes. Come on. Quit being a peer. Tell them you're lying to me. Am I telling the truth? I know this simple preaching where the rubber meets the road, but sometimes you have to tell them, stop lying. I don't want to hear another word. Stop lying. He said, you're lying to me, Billy. He commenced to cry. Well, he said, I, I wouldn't do it no more, Daddy. He went on out and kept on doing it. And he, he, was, he, he wasn't hiding it. He, he can't hide it. So I seen a vision. The Lord showed me Billy and disobeyed me and jumped through a window. Was going laughing head over here like that down on through eternity over and over. Got, you see, saw him in hell. When I came out of the vision, I was screaming to the top of my voice, Oh, God, don't take my boy. Only boy I have, don't take him, Lord. I was screaming to the top of my voice, and I told Billy. You know what the moral of the story is? We need some screaming parents. We need some more screaming parents. We need some more screaming parents. Not because that they're bad, not because they're doing wrong, but because God holds the answer for their future. I don't know their future, but God does. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, we need some more screaming parents. He screamed and said, oh God, don't take my boy, only boy I have. Uh, uh, don't, don't take him, Lord. Are you crying? Are you crying? Your children are not your villain. They are your best friend. They are your children. They are your heritage. Even though they may not be walking in the way you're walking, they're still your heritage. As you scream like you never screamed before. Hallelujah. Praise God. Prayer will cast away demons away from family members. Prayers does it, you know. It does it. You believe that? Amen. God wants us to come to that place that we need more 
interceding parents, interceding, loving, still interceding, oh God, pre adventure. Like Abraham in Genesis uh, chapter, uh, chapter 18. Pre-adventure, Lord. When two angels went down to Sodom, Lord, Jesus Christ stayed back with Abraham. And Abraham, you know what he did? He intercedes. Pre-adventure, there's 15. Pre-adventure, there's 10. Pre-adventure, there's 5. Oh, God, pre-adventure, Lord, if there's one more chance for my heritage. You believe it? You got to take this thing serious. You can't. You can't just be lighthearted about it. You can't just just take this thing real. Just whatever will be will be. I commit them into God's hands, and that's not. You got to keep knocking. You got to keep knocking, like the un, the widow and the unjust judge. You got to keep knocking. Hallelujah! Who's that mother? Who's that father? That's knocking at my door. Open up, Lord. I got a son, I got a daughter, I got a circumstance. I need you to intervene. Hallelujah. Praise God anyhow. Do you love him? You appreciate good preaching tonight. Hallelujah. It's going to help you, friends. I promise he's going to help you. It's going to shake off this world off of you. Praise the Lord. Prayer will cast away demons from family members. Prayer. We'll do it. Prayer will do it. You may not have the words or the power to even change anything, but God can change it. God can change it. One prayer can change everything. When Daniel prayed, it shook up the entire uh, atmosphere of heaven. It interrupted the embassies and principalities. Glory. It brought Michael on the scene. The great angel, a warrior, that came to him 21 days later. Said, I was withstood. <laughs> hallelujah. But there came one. Hallelujah. Oh, the prince of the eye, Michael himself, came and rescued me. And I've come to tell you, hallelujah, your family's going to be saved. Your household's going to be saved. You just need to change some things up the way you're doing it. That's why we have family nights. You believe it? We have family talks tonight. You believe that? Yes. It takes two to raise a family. And if you're a single parents, there's still two, you and God. You believe it? And God can give you the wisdom necessary. Mothers, grandmothers, or any female member of the family is accountable to help uh, Direct children, teenagers, and young adults on the right roads in life. You know, our, our, my aunt, my uncles, they helped raise us. Three boys. Preachers, children, they're the worst. Excuse me, brothers. I'm talking about myself. Come on now. Imagine that. But you know what? I thank God I had some uncles. That had some wide letter straps. And when they saw that we were doing wrong, they pulled us aside. Back then, you know, uncles and aunts, they whip you good. How many is that a whipping by a family member? Come on, let me see your hand. You never had one, Brother Nathan? Yeah, they put it on you good. Sister Tracy said, that's the problem. 
Hey, they whipped us, man. They put it on us good. I got many of them. And you know what makes it worse? Don't even let mama know you had one. Because there's a double doozy. Come on, church. Man, I tell you, this age has changed. This age has parents don't even spank anymore and they expect uncles and aunts to do it. It's went out the door. They'll tell you that's uh, child brutality. It's a Holy Ghost correction. Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. Praise the Lord. Another place that said, don't stop for their much crimes. Is that correct? I believe God is calling for some role models to step up to the plate. Help tutor the young adults in the ways of the Lord. To set the course of their future. To help them overcome the temptations and moral devalues by an example. Help them to understand that we live by godly examples and not a double standard. I believe that born again females are sensitive to the human spirits than most male. You know that? Why do you think you have more female in church than you have male? Because their spirits are more sensitive to, uh, to these things in the spirit realm. They have a natural intuition from God, a quick and ready insight. It's natural. Quickly, they'll pick up on things. I remember my wife picking, waking me up in the middle of the night. You know, my children used to be teenagers. You know that, right? They didn't suddenly, all of a sudden, they got married and they had children. They were teenagers in my home. That's right. With other teenagers in this church. I remember a few times preaching really hard, going home at night. In the middle of the night, my wife just shaking the bed. That's the worst thing you can do to a man is when he's sleeping really soundly. He's snoring, and you punch him. That's not nice. That's ugly. What, 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 what? Bethany? What's up with Bethany? I just got a feelings. I just got a feelings. See, woman, you're full of feelings. There's always some kind of feelings. It's a quick insight. And as bad as I would like to admit it, I'm telling you, it was always right. Such and such and spending the night here anymore. I said, well, what's wrong with it? They go to the same church. They're teenager. Ah, it ain't happening. I'm telling you, we got some tough birds in this church. Sister Kelly, Sister Deanna, Sister Tracy Ball. Them women are tough. But thank God they know how to raise up a standard. I pray that there'll be some more that'll raise up with a quick insight to their family. So they're preaching. That's good. We need preaching mothers. We need some tough mothers. And brothers, that quick insight. To know that. The spending over party these young people have all these times. You better watch out. A lot of things happen in spending the night parties. You understand what I'm saying? 
while you're up in rooms discussing doctrines and, 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 and solving all the problems and the message. Kids are messing around under the name of fellowship. Come on now. I'm still going to preach the truth. God have mercy. My time's gone. What a note to end on. Can I just finish this thought? Isn't it the truth? Some of y'all saying amen. Some young people confessed to me their first kiss was when family was debating the message. And they weren't watching. The first time they messed around was when they went over to, fe- to, to fellowship under the name of fellowship. Come on, church. You got to have a watchful eye. Know where your family is. Come on. Isn't it the truth? Praise God. Don't just trust everybody to say they believe the message. The devil believes the message. Don't just trust everybody with you spend the night party and all this nonsense. Y'all better stop that garbage. Somebody's going to end up pregnant in this church. Let me tell you the truth. Somebody's going to end up pregnant with these spend the night parties. That's how the devil moves in. Praise the Lord. You have your own home. Keep your family in your own places. When they go to camp, they got, they got patrols that's watching them. If something happened there, I'll hold the leader responsible there. But we ought to be responsible parents to know where our families are at at all times. Come on, church. It's what's wrong with the church in this generation. This one is going off. That one is going off. All oh, they spend the night under the name of fellowship and, and nothing has been done. And the youths are festering up all these nonsense and garbage that's happening in the churches. I don't say just this church. We're not perfect people here. But I'm saying there's a lot that's going on in the world. You understand what I'm saying? But you have that natural intuition from God. A quick, ready, steady insight. It's natural. It's a natural instinct from God. I'll say to your parents, and I have to close. I've got the grandchildren that has to go to school tomorrow, and your children as well. But I want to say to you tonight, ask God to just anoint that intuition as a mother and as a father to know things, to know things. Now, you know that. You, you have it. You know it. You know. You know sometimes what, what you need is the courage to, to speak up and step up to it. And say, you know what, no, we can't have this. No, this is going to hurt you. This is going to harm you. This is going to destroy you. You you can't do this. You can't have this. And you'll watch the Lord. How you'll bless your efforts and your family. I'm not just talking about adults, young adults, or just teenagers. But I'm talking about grown children who are now carrying on their own family and are raising your grandchildren. You'll benefit in more than one ways. From being what God wants you to be before your family. That quick insight, that intuition, that feeling, that gut feeling down inside. To know what's going on all the time. I don't want to hear that. Don't come arguing with me about they're of age and they're 18, they're 19. That's the world. We have a different, we have a different standard. Even the world is pushing parental control now. There's over 10 different good apps that you can download to help with parental control on the internet where they are and their whereabouts. Even the world's afraid of their own monster that they have built. How much more the church ought to be. We need more parent control in the church and the whereabout of our families. May God bless you. Put your hands together and give the Lord a good clap off and let's stand to feet.
God is good all the time. Don't get mad at me. Don't get upset at me. I know I'm your villain, villain right now. But one day you're going to thank me. Let's stand to our feet. You're going to thank me. You're going to say, you know what, Brother Joseph was a good villain. He told the truth. It was hard. It was straight. But he's a good villain. I don't mind being a villain. That's all right. One day I'm going to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend now one day, then be your villain. Amen. I want to be your villain now, and then someday I'll end up being a friend to you. Amen. To tell you the truth. Tell you what is right. And listen, I know this is not easy preaching service after service. I'm bashing and, and hacking and sawing and cutting. But you know what? This is what it's going to take to get us in the rapture and get our families ready. True Holy Ghost preaching will bring us into that image of Almighty God. Do you love Jesus? God bless you. Let's sing a little song tonight. Uh, I don't know where the time goes, Brother Ben. It just seems to just fly away. But all is well in Jesus' name. Let's sing. Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have before. Because you're so tonight to love Jesus more. I want to challenge you young people right now. How many of you are over the age of 18 or you're 18? Raise your hand. Honestly, which law would you rather have? The law of the world or the law of God? I would think the law of God. So you know what that means? 18 don't mean nothing. It means you want what God wants for you. Because it puts us in the same category. Whether you're 18 or you're 56 years old, it's what God wants for you. Hallelujah. It removes that stigma the world try to put there to tell you as soon as you turn 21, go take your first beer. You see, that's the devil implication. When you remove that from the church, then we're all under the same umbrella. Hallelujah. To say, Lord, I want you more than anything else. So don't tell your parents next time, I, I'm, I'm 18 or I'm 19. Tell them, I want what God wants for me, Mama. I want what God wants for me, Daddy. I want, I want what God wants for my life. Whether you're 22 or 23, I want what God wants for my life. I pray that prayer every day. Hallelujah. And I say, God, I want what you want for my life. Not what I want is what you want today. Is that your desire today? That God's will be done in your life. Let's sing this other song before we go tonight. I know time has gotten away, but I just, I just want to just, just let the Holy Spirit just rub some healing sob into your life right now. 
and heal you in Jesus' name. Sing it now. Well, I'm not giving up. No, I'm not turning around. And by the grace of God, I'm going to wear a shiny crown someday. Oh, and I'll keep holding on, holding on to that nail-scarred hand. Oh, I'm not giving up. No. because that's what church is all about, him. Hallelujah. If he's not preached, then we might as well just close up shop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is at the center of it all. You believe it tonight. God bless you. I love you. Appreciate your service. We'll resume here on Sunday morning, uh, Children's Church, 945. We'll have Sunday school at 10 and then 1030. Uh, we'll have a message uh, playing here in the tabernacle, 11 o'clock. I'll see you here at the pulpit. Looking for a good time around the world. Holy Spirit will be with us, Lord, as the word went forth.